Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become your destiny. Gandhi. Bending Not Breaking, The Dragon Pod, Reflections. Welcome back to another episode of The Dragon Pod with Bending Not Breaking. This is Ben Pruitt, your host, and I am really excited to talk with you all about these reflections that are coming out pre-season five. We're almost there. I guess by the time this is released, we actually might be even watching season five already. This is incredible. I'm, I'm so excited that we're able to tap into all of this lore that is just given to us abundantly. Um, this time, I'm really excited to introduce to you a fan of the show that has been uh, someone I've been watching and reading tweets from for quite a while at this point and their name is chicken and most everybody in the dragon prince community knows them as chicken and uh she uses she her pronouns she's an avid falconer and has been a fan of the dragon prince since season two was released and received the name chicken by association with actual chickens in case you were wondering why the name chicken so i'm gonna pass it straight to you uh, tell us, how did you get this name? How are you? How is your day? Just what's going on? How's life? Hi. Well, uh, let's see. Today specifically, I did come home from work, so I'm a bit tired. And I'm playing with my cat, who's currently laying right next to me as I'm recording this and praying that he does not become a nuisance today. And then let's see. So, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm excited. I get to go to the San Diego Comic-Con. I'm leaving Thanks. for that in two days. Yeah, it's very exciting. I'm actually going to be in charge of Cartoon Universe's Twitter while Haley is on stage. So Amazing. I'm very excited to be doing that. Of course, by the time this comes out, I'll be done and over with that. Yeah. So definitely. I wonder, me from the future, how did it go? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so exciting. I have yet to go to San Diego Comic-Con and I just I see it come around every year and I'm always like maybe this year maybe this year and oh yeah maybe yeah when I have a job and I'm out of graduate school maybe that's the the time <laughs> yeah I was scared I, I didn't think I was actually gonna be able to go this year because whenever the tickets released in November I was actually in Teton National Park up in Wyoming Amazing. and there is there's no internet up there yeah <laughs> like at all and I had a friend, an online friend from Discord, um, who helped me get all four days. So shout out to Alex. Thanks for that. I'm excited to meet up with you guys and hang out. So, Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. And I, just, I really appreciate you taking the time after after work to have this conversation with me about, we're talking about this really cool reflection that has been written for us. And I'm excited to kind of tap into your brain and your thoughts about it as well. But before we do, I'd love to just um, get a sense of who you are. And you've kind of given this already. So um, you're going to San Diego Comic-Con. You're doing some general doing the work thing with careers and things along those lines. But uh, on any given day, what is um, something that you do that is all for you? What is something that you just love that makes you human? 
Oh, well, <laughs> there's a couple different things. Um, the Dragon Prince is probably one of the bigger ones. Yeah. I call it my side hustle. When I <laughs> talk to, yeah, when I talk to my coworkers, they're like, so how's your side hustle? I'm like, it's going well. Um, I love being able to talk with the community and I've been given a lot of opportunities to do so through both Wonderstorm and from uh, the support of the community itself. So it's really amazing. I love, I love getting to talk with everybody and meeting new people who are also fans and also just enjoying the general discussions that they have. I mean, some of the theories these people come up with in the community, I, I have no idea how they did it. Yeah. I am not a theoretical person. I'm more of a facts-based person. That's okay. No, I think everybody's got their thing and it's so important to have all of them kind of talk to one another to have the theory yeah. facts, right? Because you need facts for theory, right? It's just a exactly need it all. So that's, that's the best part. Tell me a little bit. I'm curious for those of uh, the people who aren't on the social medias that listen to this, the the, the small window of people, um, what is it that you do in in relation to your side hustle? Like, what is your relationship with the Dragon Prince? Are you, is it purely fan oriented? Is it uh, like, what is it generally speaking um, in your words that you, that you do surrounding the Dragon Prince? Oh, is that at me? <laughs> Let's see. Um, well, in the discord, a lot of people know me from my discord activity. I'm actually a crown guard in the official server, which means that I'm kind of in charge of helping like the community members within the server, not as a mod, but kind of as a, just a support member, kind of like a helper. Yeah. So that's okay. entertaining. And it's also my job to kind of help keep uh, the peace, you know, make everybody vibe, have a good time, make sure the conversations are flowing nicely. There's no um, serious bouts of negativity or the possibility of anybody causing an argument, just kind of helping keep the peace. It's very fun. Uh, I also get to talk with uh, community members one-on-one, -on -one. like if they uh, feel like something is wrong or mm. they just feel down, they are totally allowed to reach out to me and we could have a little discussion. And that's oh. always very nice. So then I, I am curious about that. Is that like a is there a description for that of like, hey, if you have X, Y, or Z, or is this a, a general vibe check? Hey, if you just want to talk to someone, I'm one of those people. Does that make sense as a question? Yeah. Um, once again, I'm not really sure. There's a for sure name to it. Wonderstorm in the Discord just calls us crown guards. So I guess that's kind of the name I would use for it. Um, I'm not like a therapist or anything. I don't trust myself to be a therapist, yeah. but I'm just, you know, a friendly person who wants to help out if I can, just by listening. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, no. And I, 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 I think there uh, is a wide gap between someone who's willing to listen and just be a support that way. And then a therapist, right? There's a very, oh, yeah. um, you, so I, I love that there are built-in support systems for people on the, in the community. And I, I, I'm hoping that people who aren't in it might be more interested in learning more about it just by hearing you talk about it. Um, yeah. That's really great. So we're talking about the reflection today. We're talking about after darkness. Yep. And this is a, this is a heavy 
little reflection that was given to us. And we were kind of thinking about a lens to use for this. And I pitched, I was like, how do you, what do you, what lens would you like to work with? And you kind of landed uh, after a conversation around it on this lens of values. And I'm curious, like what led you to pick this lens uh, out of all of the possible words that we could have chosen, what what landed you on this one? So um, just to kind of give like a general definition of kind of what values are, they yeah. are your internal beliefs, basically. So you get values from your religion, you get values from your parents, you get values from your interactions with people. And a lot of those values will come back and will show through your words and actions. So in a certain situation, what you say or what you do is usually based on your internal values. Another word that could be used to describe this is kind of your inner morality. So your inner morals are like the, they almost equally equate to your values. So in this concept of Kareem, like he, you can tell he's a good person. He, he has very good morality like he loves his people he loves his sisters but his values um kind of get in the way of his choices that may be good for him but show up poorly for others such as the in episode season four episode eight i think is when he made the the blood and ash yeah, that is an example of he had good intentions. Like he didn't think that Janai was going to be able to do what they needed to do yeah. for their community and their people. So he wanted to he thought he could do better. So he wanted to uh, combat with her for the throne. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of uh, conundrum you've given us around the values do not necessarily equal good action. However, yes. what it what it does do is it is the filter through which people make decisions in order to get to that action. Exactly. And, and I also think it's interesting to, to think about how you and I might both hold similar values, but come to very different conclusions. And how like I think we'll be able to kind of parse out a little bit of that as we talk about some of the things that happen in <laughs> in this reflection so I'm, I'm excited to have that conversation um that's exciting so you've kind of given us this framework for what values are and what they do for us so now I'd kind of like to just figure out what it is in this reflection that uh, led you to kind of picking that. And so is there a moment in this reflection, in this story that we get where you think values comes up so that we can kind of talk about it and figure out what's going on in that moment? Let's see. I'm going to pull up the story real quick so I can make sure. Yeah. So a moment of values. There's several really good ones that I pointed out yeah uh let's see here's one right here 
So um, I'm going to just read it off. So this is from the short story itself. It goes, the corrupted elves drew closer. Osato stepped towards them, a desperate captain reaching for his soldiers. But Tiana seized Osato by the arm. Don't. They are lost, but we're still alive. Lost? They are our kin. They are not dead, Karim protested. They might still be saved. All of us can still be saved. We must, we must live, said Osato, torn from his grief. Survival will be our victory tonight. We will have another chance, Karim. For now, stay with me. I'll guard you. So that's kind of a moment where you can see all three sides. And these are all the characters in the story. Tiana, the human. Osato, the guard. And Karim, our dark prince, if you will. Um, yeah. Karim is very much like for the people here. He wants to save his people. He wants to save everybody. And Tiana is like, no, they can't, but we are still alive. And Osato at first is kind of with Karim and then switches over to Tiana's side. Yeah. So it's an interesting kind of interaction right there that I like noticed. Yeah. So if you were to kind of distill the value out from each of those three, I'm curious what what value would you kind of pick for Kareem? Um, and if I, like, I have one that's, that's come to mind, but I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. And I'm curious what, what value comes to you when you think of any one of those three. Well, for Kareem, I'm thinking of uh, protecting others versus self. Mm. He's kind of seems like a very selfless person in this moment where yeah. he wants to do anything he can to save others, even if it means like possibly hurting himself. Cause that's all he seems to be thinking about in this moment. He doesn't say anything about, you know, himself. Yeah. Like getting out of there. Like he doesn't agree with them that they should leave and protect themselves, you know, since they're still alive, he wants to stay back and try and help. Yeah, no, like for me, it, like, and I, I love that. I think that, you know, the hitting of it's not about me, it's about all of us. And so, uh, yeah, like sanctity of life, maybe, or, um, it, you know, and that's a really interesting way to frame it, too, because it might be that both of the others have a similar sanctity of life. It's just that the story they're telling themselves is the best way to get at saving the most people is to save ourselves versus the sanctity of life being, no, we have to save these people now. Right. Does that make sense as a, yes. and it's interesting how you can come to very different conclusions. So it, what that tells me, I guess, is that values are not the sole determinant of right and moral action. Um, but they certainly are a filter. And I, I guess I hadn't really thought quite in that framework before, which is, which is a neat way to think about it that you've given us in this scenario. Yeah. Well, values are not, you know, there's something that could definitely change over time, but they are something that can change people's opinions on things, change how people react. So it's just a very interesting topic to look at because it really helps to see the characters. If you can see why they're doing what they're doing, then I feel like you really understand them better. 
So with Kareem, especially like understanding that he might be a very selfless, very community oriented person, you can kind of see why he is doing what he is doing in season four and eventually in season five. Yeah, no, I love that you're kind of putting that in like, because I think for me, I feel very judgmental of Kareem uh, (laughs) and I'm, I am on in that camp of, of people (laughs) not like, don't like Kareem very much. And it's not that I don't like him. It's that it is much harder for me to be generous with his actions. Um, But what you're doing in just by bringing this to light is making it a lot easier to be generous with his conclusions and the things that he says, like in that moment, you're saying he's putting everybody else before himself. And the story I was telling myself was not that, right? Um, it was. What were you telling yourself? Yeah, no, like, yeah, that's a great question. I, I think the story I was telling myself in that moment was that he doesn't see the whole picture. Uh, he doesn't have the, and this might be completely and utterly wrong, but that he doesn't have the lived experience of losing people in battle and loss to be able to see that this is a lost cause and he needs to get out in order to do better and do more good with his life rather than without it. Um, Yeah, I'd say that's actually a pretty good understanding as well. So that's like kind of our own values coming into play there, if we will, our own (laughs) thoughts coming from our own how we see things. Uh, But for Kareem, I'd say that in that regard, yeah, it might be true as well that he's just naive and doesn't understand. And Osato has been fighting. Tiana has been fighting for who knows how long. And Kareem's been the crown prince. So we just don't know at this point, but it's two very good, very, you know, solid reasons as to why he could have made this decision. Well, and I, and I think that we can actually kind of parse this out a little further by going to a, like to the, to the end of this reflection, right? I think what happens for me is like, who is, who is the bad guy, right? In this situation, right? For me, I read this and I'm like, Kareem is making a bad mistake. And now he's blaming the person who saved his life at the end of this, right? Like, uh, (laughs) um, Tiana saves his life or earlier in this reflection. And then mm-hmm. at the end, he is blaming her for everything that went wrong. And it's one of those things where our values and our judgment of others values is really important to consider here too. Um, disgusted. He hurled Tiana away from him. She fell hard into the sand and pushed herself upright arms raised for a fight that Kareem would not give her. Tiana stepped back, refusing to break his gaze until she put all of the dry riverbed between them. Then, with a sob, she turned and ran. Kareem waited until he could no longer hear the sound of her boots before he let himself weep. And this moment is fascinating for me because they're blaming each other, right, for what's going on. And When we are steeped in our lens, the lens that our values are crafting, so to speak, then we sometimes believe 
when other people have come to a different conclusion that they don't have the same values or that they don't care about your values. Um, and I think that's what happens a lot in the Dragon Prince community when people call out certain characters for certain actions. And it's like, no, you didn't consider the other possibilities here. Um, does that make sense as a conclusion, as a, as a thought process? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, they're both kind of stuck in their own values. It's kind of hard to change anybody's values. And honestly, I don't see the harm in you know, not changing people's values unless it is something that really is not vibing with like the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, as for this section that you read with Tiana and Kareem, I think Tiana is uh, not blaming Kareem. I think she's just taken aback at the fact that Kareem, you know, turned on her. Yeah. Even though she and Kareem were both friends with Osato. Tihana knew that Osato would rather die than hurt either of them, while Kareem wanted to try and save him. But yeah. there may not, it didn't work the first time, so who's to say it would work for Osato? Yeah. Because I believe he did try it one more time, like before Osato was noticed to be yeah. corrupted. Uh, like he did try, or at least thought about trying. Um, and it didn't work. So I think that instead of them blaming each other, I think Tihana is just taken aback that somebody that she thought would be her friend is now no longer with uh, her. I, I and think Kareem I, is just upset in general. I think you're very right. I, I, I might have misspoken. But this idea of blame and then this sense of betrayal that I think is like, I was your friend. I did what I thought was best. And I I thought that, not that you would forgive me, but that you would have grace for this action considering the circumstances. Um, but instead, Kareem kind of doubles down on not only did you do this, you kill, not only did you kill him, but you did it because you did that and you never actually belonged because you're human. Yeah. So there's uh, that generational trauma and Yes. Well, I'd say that <laughs> trauma. I don't know if it's technically trauma, but the generational hate for humans rising up right there. And that's another value that is kind of within him as well as a lot of elves and their culture. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, and so that's a really interesting point too, which for me brings us to the front of the a reflection, or I should say the beginning, um, I was thinking about how values are formed from a very young age, right? I used to work primarily with children and uh, character development what used to be a literal class that we had. And um, thinking about how we instill values into young people. And it was interesting to read this uh, introduction to this story of two children playing and how that experience in that formative play was a big builder of values for Kareem. Um, and I'm wondering if that was something that you considered or thought about while, while you were reading this through this lens. 
Yeah, I did think about this beginning part because it kind of illustrates uh, Karim and Osato's relationship as well as, you know, kind of their temperament and how they kind of work together with Osato being kind of the lead and taking all the brunt while Karim is just kind of hanging around in the back being support. Yeah. And I think that's where Kareem's kind of value comes in for his selflessness is that he's acting as support. Mm, yeah. So while Osato is kind of running ahead and taking all the force, you know, Kareem can come from behind and mm. take the win. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting too, because what that does is it like, this kind of feeds into my bias of not having had to do any of the hard work in order to achieve the goal, right? When in this situation, Asato is literally the shield in front of him doing all of the defense and this idea of not actually having to experience the, the difficulty, right? Of, of the work. And um it's really being colored and changed by this value that you are lifting up of selflessness and it really shifts the way you experience the um the character and so i'm i'm really just appreciating this this different color that you're giving me yeah this with. no it's definitely interesting because like this entire time both of us could be right and neither of us could be wrong. So it's just how we see him. And there's yeah. no definition, which is one of my favorite things, is that there is no definition to, you know, how we see him or how his values really came about. But this is definitely an example of kind of how him, how Kareem and Osato's relationship is and kind of helps with why he acted the way he did with Tihana. Yeah. You know, yeah. One of the the things that you're saying that is reminding me of um a a Jewish practice huh. uh, of Havruta. Are you familiar with the practice of Havruta? I actually am Jewish. Amazing. So yes. So so yes. Uh well, so I have heard it said I am not Jewish, nor I'm not really affiliated with any particular religion, but um I have heard it that when two people are in practice with one another and engaging in questions, you're asking questions of the text. And when someone asks a question, uh, generally both people in the uh, dialogue will provide an answer. And it's not that either one of those answers is correct, but rather that the answer is somewhere in the middle. And in a way, I, I think that these two visions in these two stories that we're offering of how to read Kareem may neither be entirely correct, but rather there may be something in the middle that is helping us see the wholeness of this character in a way that we couldn't before without having had this conversation, um, which I think is really beautiful. Yeah, that is definitely a big Jewish practice is you can read the text of the Torah, but everyone gets something different out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And that's, again, for those of you who are coming to our podcast for the first time, that that's kind of the premise of our podcast is that 
we are treating the dragon prince as a sacred text and learning from it and and gaining things from it and realizing that it is a generative thing that we're able to learn from so very exciting that we have been able to do this together with you and I chicken I'm very very pleased that we've had this opportunity yeah it's been great so Um, far it's been great yeah so far as is there another moment in this reflection that you'd like to head towards that we haven't covered yet that you'd like to talk about some values conversation that might be around a point in here let me take a look and see I think we hit all of the big moments oh maybe the ending yeah okay uh what is it about the ending that comes up for you so it's kind of when Kareem gets his I don't know which word to use it's kind of like his catharsis for how he is acting in season four plus you know season four through seven yeah um We've only seen season three so far, season four, sorry, excuse me, season four so far as of recording this. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what his actions are by the end, but for season four specifically, we can kind of see how he is acting. And from the trailer of season five, we can also see how that's coming into play. Um, I'll read read the ending here. I will banish that darkness, Kareem swore to Osato's grave. I swear it, Osato. Lux Arya will not dive with you. We will be whole again. By the sun, we will be whole. When Karim finally got to his feet, he found Osato's red glove on the ground, wet and heavy with drying blood. He put it on. He closed his hand into a fist. That's, that's the end of the story. So with Karim kind of, you know, going through this death of a friend as well as the loss of his home, and the loss of many, many people, um, he kind of takes an oath to do whatever he can to bring everything and everyone, well, not everyone, but you know what I mean, to bring everything back to the way it was and like has a real conviction. And so you'll see like throughout season four where he, you know, once again, the uh, blood and oath comes up. Mm-hmm. this kind of makes a little bit more sense as to why he would do that because he just learned that there is no way for Lux Arya to be as it is once yeah. again for at least another 500 years or so and he'll be long gone by then but that's not what he wants he wants everything to be fixed as fast as possible so I think that's another moment there where we can kind of see where this whole situation is kind of falling into how Kareem is acting throughout the series that we have seen that we have seen so far. Yeah. And, and you know, that actually speaks to a, a trend that I, I guess that I'm coming in with that was subconscious until you kind of spoke aloud to that just now, which is, I feel like with the Lux Aurea and the wanting it to be back to its former glory right now, and same similarly in this moment that we talked about with this battle in which he is like we need to save everybody we can save everybody right now versus these people Janai in the former and then Tihana and Osato in the latter being like no we need to leave so that we can come back and fight another day um and there's this urgency that that 
um, Kareem holds with him. And it, it, it speaks to the uh, passion, for lack of a better word, around his value of making sure that everybody has what they need and what they need right now. Um, but I wonder, I like, I'm wondering where my bias is not allowing for more to be seen there, because it seems like that is a consistent thread that is not being tempered by the voices of the people around him who are offering him feedback and, and counsel that he's not listening to. Um, does that make sense as a question that would, that's. Yeah. Um, kind but. of wonder going off of that it could be another one of his values perhaps you know being the crown prince he's grown up rather lavishly so I wonder if maybe that has something yeah. to do with it where he's always gotten <laughs> where he's always kind of gotten everything that he's ever wanted yeah or most everything that he's ever wanted you know he's not been poor you know, in poverty, he's never lost everything before. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in this moment, you know, he will get everything back in his mind. He will get everything back as soon as he can. But truth of the matter is he might not. So I wonder if that's another hidden value from his childhood of just being, you know, the crown prince, you know, royalty. Yeah. Perhaps. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I'm, I'm curious. I wonder, and I'm sure we will learn more. I hope we learn more as, yes. as season five comes out. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes. Amazing. Well, one of the things we like to do on this podcast is make sure that we end our time with gratitude. And one of the ways that we, we do that is we pick a character that is in the medium we chose. And so for this, in this reflection, or someone that is loosely connected to this reflection or our conversation, um, who is a character from this story that you are thankful for? And why are you thankful for that character? Huh, well, I would say Kareem, but I'm actually gonna put Tiana here. Okay. So Tiana, if it weren't for her, I feel like a lot of what, we see with Kareem would not have happened because Osato, as you saw, uh, or as we read just a little bit earlier, um, was originally on Kareem's side, you know, save everybody if we yeah. can. And then Tihana is the one who put in, we should do what we can for ourselves now and come back. Yeah. And then yeah. he switches over. So I feel like Tihana is who I got gratitude for in this story, because if it weren't for her, Kareem and Osato might also be dead, you know, Kareem dying yeah. with Osato, you know, failing. So I am grateful for Tihana in this. I love it. Uh, I think I'm going to pick Osato and I just have this, there's a picture at the very beginning of the reflection uh, right at the, the end of that first uh, section where you see Osato carrying the shield and running in front of Kareem, who's holding a flag in the air. And, you know, I just am really grateful for Osato, who is caring for his friend and being willing to 
uh, defend him even in this game. And for that to have lasted for so long over the course of their lives is just really beautiful. Um, and I just think about the friends that I have in my life that are steadfast and loyal and defend me, so to speak. And I'm just really grateful for them too. So um, I'm grateful for, for Osato for giving that for Kareem. Yes, definitely. That's a great one. I like that. Oh, yes, people. This, is, this has been incredible. I, I would love yeah. for you to share anything that you are working on or want people to know about, or if you want people to contact you, how you want to be contacted. Yeah, well, I already kind of plugged in the fact that I'm doing the uh, San Diego Comic-Con stuff, but that'll probably be over by the time this is out. Uh, let's see, stuff that I have going on. Um, come say hi. I'm in the, uh, I'm a crown guard in the official server. You can find the, you can find the link to join it either on the Dragon Prince's website, Instagram, Twitter, any social media, they should have it somewhere. Or you can look it up in the discord directory. Um, if you just look up the Dragon Prince, it should come up. Um, let's see. And you can feel free to DM me. I have my DMs open. I am. I will gladly talk to you if you feel like you need someone to talk to about something that is going on either in the server, in your personal life. Um, yeah, you can also find me on Twitter. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been incredible. Uh, you yeah, can also, thank you. Uh, yeah, everybody can who's listening, you all can also find us on at BNB underscore pod on pretty much all of the social medias. We're more active on some than others, but come and find us anyway. Uh, we do respond to DMs as well. So check us out. We'd love to connect with you. And uh, you can also support us on Patreon at BNB underscore pod at patreon.com. We do monthly live episodes covering uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. We have several of our patrons who join us monthly for that. And uh, we'd love for you to join us if you are interested. Um, until next time, everyone, thank you so much. And again, check in. I have been blessed with this opportunity to have a conversation with you. Thanks again for having me. All right, everyone. Until next time, be well and do good.